Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Tom Hanks was wrong. There is crying in baseball. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my darn theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Lebanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Theo, I got to be honest, once uh, the White Sox hit June and they were well on their way to becoming one of the worst teams in all of baseball, I really stopped paying much attention to the sport for a while, at least significant attention. Then the Marlins suddenly uh, regained their footing in the wild card race, and then I was sort of pulled back in. And uh, just now, am I really keyed in on what's going on with baseball? And I, I, I know enough now to to be able to declare that Theo Dorsey, I am thrilled that the Atlanta Braves and their whiny fans and the whiny media that covers them are eliminated from the postseason. Yes, yes. Oh, thank God. What a what a five day nightmare. Uh, that uh, we're able to finally put in the uh, the rear view mirror. The Phillies win last night. The Phillies are awesome. I'm going to say this, too, and what I appreciate about the Phillies, and we talked about Bryce Harper's hair, but he's just one of a series of, of well-haired hunks in that uh, Phillies clubhouse. Uh, what, and, and, and what they do, and some people might take this the wrong way. I think it's a compliment. Uh, Stone, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this Phillies team, Bunch of muscle-bound, facial-haired, long-hair flowing hunks in that clubhouse. They bulk up. They hit bombs. And then what do they do? They go into the clubhouse, and they sing Dancing on My Own, which is one of the all-time gay anthems that has existed in pop music. I think that the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies are the most iconic gay baseball team in the history of the sport <laughs> oh my god i don't know why i was uh, pawned with answering this one here uh, what do you think about that I, I, what man, do you think about that? i love it man Hell yeah. oh, i love it no i tell you I, 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 I never heard that song in my life i wasn't sure what was going on fletcher cox was even singing it. oh yeah and they're they're wearing like overalls with no clothes on underneath and just <laughs> stuffing beers into the overalls and they they i tell you what uh, in that clubhouse whether they mean it or not that is a collection of gay icons through and through, and you know what? I respect it, damn it. I love that team. I love that baseball team. And I, I give no praise to anyone in Philadelphia ever, anything in Philadelphia, especially the fans. Don't you know me for quite some time? I go out of my way to rip Philadelphia apart, right? I mean, 100%, but this was the nastiest, coolest, filthiest. Oh. I mean, give them every single adjective in the book. This is the coolest fan base I've ever seen in, in a sport that I don't even rank in the top Two or three. This the, the fans themselves get me to tune in and watch this game. I swear to God. Just a bunch of dumb, good-looking meatballs hitting bombs with a bunch of dumb meatballs in the stands going crazy and making the Braves' lives hell and making the Braves completely unlikable. And now they're in to the National League Championship Series. And man, oh man, the crybabies over in that Atlantic clubhouse. Like I just, you have Orlando Arcia. Who, who admitted, who admitted after game three that he was mocking Bryce Harper in the clubhouse. Jake Mintz, Fox Sports, heard it, reported it, rightfully so. And, 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 and then we had the reaction of Orlando Arcia. Here's him, here's him admitting, yeah, I, I, I said it, I said it. 
And, of course, we remember uh, Bryce Harper with the two home runs in game three, staring at Orlando mm-hmm. Arcia as he rounds second uh, like a complete badass. Uh, but Orlando Arcia with the, oh, I thought what was said in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse, even though there's media allowed in here uh, during that specific period of time. Orlando Arcia. No, porque cuando uno gana el club, uno puede hablar lo que uno quiera. Pero lo que pasa es que hay gente que, que pone lo que no tiene que poner. Y son lo que son unos chismosos. No, just because, I mean, uh, you know, when you win the clubhouse, I just want to be personal, you could say whatever you wanted. So, um, you know, I guess it's just something that was that was reported, you know, um, and just that. When you said, said what you said, did you, did you intend for it to get back to Harper when you saw that? Cuando dijiste lo que dijiste que si tuviste la intención que, que Harper lo escuche. No está supuesto escucharlo, por eso lo estamos celebrando en el clubhouse. Uh, he, he wasn't supposed to hear, that's why we were celebrating, that was why we were uh, talking in the clubhouse. He wasn't supposed to hear it, so that's why I said it with all those cameras and microphones in the clubhouse. He wasn't supposed to hear it, though, he wasn't supposed to. Uh, and then there's Travis Dorno. I said that correctly, Theo? Yeah, Darno. Darno. Yeah. Travis Darno who I uh, called Darnod yesterday, or Darnod. <laughs> Darnod, which I thought was nice and fancy. I thought it was cool. Well, I was, I was trying to go uh, with a, a nice French pronunciation, yeah. but uh, Darno, uh, li- I mean, listen, listen to this soft nonsense from him. The clubhouse is a sanctuary, and, and I think when things like that get out, it, it doesn't make people want to talk to the media at all. Um, it, it affects the people who have been great to us all year, and it is what it is. The clubhouse is a sanctuary. The clubhouse is a sanctuary. Mm. Jesus, man. I mean, I mean, uh, Darno there is dancing on his own. Uh, <laughs> that he response. Is, yeah, yeah, he is. He is quite literally dancing on his own. I mean, what are we doing? It's just the the most ridiculous. And but but this is what I said, guys, yesterday. That's how I knew the Braves were finished. Because when you start trying to make yourself the victim, and oh, the big bad media reported something that was said during the open media portion. Oh, woe is us. We got screwed over. They let that get in their heads. They let Bryce Harper get in their heads. We said Bryce Harper in a similar situation. If he got doubled up in Game Two, he'd be uh, if, if if he was part of doubling up the Braves in Game Two, he'd walk to the podium and say, "Yeah, we punked him. We punked him." That's just the difference. Like either you got it or you don't. Either you're a badass or you're not. The Braves—they're full of guys who wilt completely, wilt. Then there's the Phillies who just hit big bombs and rose to the occasion. But that behavior from the Braves over what should have been, in, all, in the grand scheme of things, an innocuous comment, you answer for it, yeah, I said it. Uh, it always feels good to, uh, to, to double up uh, one of the superstars in the game or to get the better of one of the superstars in the game. Instead, they tried to hide it. Instead, they tried to back away from it. And that comment did not hang two, breaking ball, uh, two, two really meaty breaking balls to Bryce Harper in game three. Yeah. So the, the Braves are gone, and it feels good. Uh, another thing about that is just psychologically, after you back away from those comments and, and act so cowardice when the reporters come back in and then start waging a war on the media, like, you were right. I think the, the, the Phillies felt like they won in that moment, watching yep. some of those clips back, because you had your fun, you rallied, you, you talked your trash, it came out, we stumped in your face about it, I stare you down as I score, and then you're still backing down afterwards. Like they, they could have wrapped it up literally after that game, after that post game, uh, you know, locker room interview with RCS. So uh, it just, uh, it to me, it's kind of tough because I get it. 
Arcia didn't mean to be the guy to trigger. He didn't want to be the bulletin board no, kid. But then just own it. But you got to own it afterwards. Like, I wish that somebody could have got to him and been like, hey, look, lean in on it. You did it. We'll bounce back together as a team. Now they look weak and they got trashed again. So it's, it's just bad all over. I, I just, if, if after the show today, I'm out with Theo uh, in the hallway and I'm like, man, Stone just didn't bring it. Stone just didn't bring it. And someone went to Stone and was like, dude, Ken, Ken was saying that you, you didn't have a good show today. What's that all about? I would absolutely walk up to Stone and be like, hey, Stone, man, like, that wasn't good enough today. Yeah. Uh, just own it. Yeah. Just own it. I said it, and I'm sorry that if, if it triggered you in some way, that was bad. Yeah. I, I, you know, but I said it, and here we are. Let's move on for it. Um, and, and then we heard the Atlanta Braves radio call yesterday where they're, they're saying Price Harper's throat slashes. He got to the plate after the second home run. Oh, why would you do that with the, the world and the, 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 the chaos that it's in right now? Like, what are we doing? What it just, it's just what it is. It's, it, it's, it's a loser approach. And I'm glad that the losers have been knocked out of the postseason because the Braves, for the second straight year, have shown that they just don't have what it takes to get past the Phillies. And I think that there's a makeup in that clubhouse, a dynamic that's just different no matter who did what in the regular season, and the better team is is moving on now. Um, then there is, is what happened yesterday on MLB Network. Alana Rizzo, she uh, used to work for, uh, for the L.A. Dodgers, used to cover them on, uh, on the Sportsnet out there in Los Angeles. Uh, she does a segment with Chris Mad Dog Russo on high heat. Listen to this takedown of Jake Mintz, the Fox reporter, does an exceptional job, by the way, the Fox reporter who uh, revealed what Orlando Arcia had said about Bryce Harper at the conclusion of Game 2 in Atlanta. Listen to this rant from Alana Rizzo. I am so irritated with all of these people, these bloggers or podcasters or, or not even reporters, not even journalists going into the clubhouse. You're ruining it for the rest of us. The guys that come in in the postseason and don't have any clue of, of the pulse of the team and, the, and it's making it worse for the people that are there every single day covering this team on a daily basis and then some jack-off comes in at the end of the season that gets a credential, God only knows awesome. why. And take the clubhouse is a sacred space. And I remember oh, I've been in clubhouses for the last 16, 17 years. I remember I would go in there, get my job done, and get out. That is their space. For, so for this idiot to go in there and take something out of context just to make him give himself a name is ridiculous. And I completely understand what Travis Darno is saying. I completely understand what Kevin Gossman is saying. You guys can throw up the tweets right now about Kevin Gossman, what he was saying about the fact that they should be allowed to talk in their own clubhouse. Now, there are non-media areas and clubhouses. I understand that. But that's ridiculous. You have to have some sort of decorum intact. If you're going to be lucky enough to cover a Major League Baseball team or a professional team, this is what Kevin Gossman had to say. It's ridiculous us players have to watch out, watch what we say in our clubhouse. And you know what? He's absolutely right. That is their space. It is not a space to go in there and linger around and watch their televisions and, and you know, just kind of, you know, hang out at how in there. That's not your space. Some of y'all mad. All I'm saying is that you should not be allowed to quote a player or say you heard something like this in the clubhouse when you, the reporter, are not talking to that player. First of all, this guy, Jake Mintz, that's not even a reporter. That's taking away from true reporters and, to, and true journalists. Where were you on the random Tuesday 
in April in Cincinnati when this team was playing in Cincinnati. Where were you on a rain delay and you have to sit in the press box for all of this time? It's I mean, I, I, and once I give you the background of Elena Rizzo, you're going to be even more stunned that she has the goal to, to say what she just said. One about Jake Mintz, who, by the way, is a good standing member of the Baseball Writers Association. Um, he's every bit the media that anybody else is. She's talking about reporting, reporter, reporting. She's never done a piece of non-propaganda reporting in her professional career covering baseball. Alana Rizzo spent 2013 through 2020 working for Spectrum Sportsnet LA, part of the Dodgers broadcast team. She was receiving a paycheck in line with the LA Dodgers. That, by definition, made her a propaganda piece. So I don't want to hear from Alana Rizzo how she was doing proper journalism and proper reporting. As soon as she says the clubhouse is a sacred space, I'm completely, completely done with that argument. Now... She's earning a paycheck from the actual league itself, Major League Baseball. Like, enough already. <laughs> Alana Rizzo being the one who's going to come out, and she's going to be the one who dictates what is and isn't reporting, what is and isn't proper journalism. She's been nothing but a mouthpiece her entire professional career covering baseball. She covered baseball. She hasn't reported anything on it. She's done zero journalism. There's a significant difference. Yeah, it's a tough spot for her. That's because ridiculous. She's, and she's coming at a guy who it seems like has a lot of respect in this industry as well um, and, and calling him a fake reporter, calling him a blogger, insinuating that he's not a guy that's put in actual work is a little bit um, where her conversation goes awry. And also, man, like it really felt like she really thought she had something going. Like how long was that rant? Like two and a half minutes? Uh, she's like, I'm cooking. She Watch really thought she was cooking, but, like, she was repeating a bunch of the same stances. It wasn't really, like, going anywhere, and all she was trying to surmise was that the guy wasn't a real reporter when, in fact, she's not the reporter. So, I I don't know, man. It's a little rough. It's rough for you right now. Alana. That 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 was so out of pocket and so absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and, and, by the way, she's um, she's married to uh, Chris Iannetta, former uh, Major League Baseball catcher. Uh, they met. While he was still married and while she was still married, mm. they got married uh, last year. So it turns out it, what it seems like is uh, the Major League Baseball clubhouse is sacred unless that sacred thing is a sacred vow as in marriage. <laughs> maybe it's more sacred than marriage to her. Did you, maybe. Did, maybe. You, did you just drop your pen? He did. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> he did a pin drop. You he know did. what that means. He did. Yeah. Uh, so, so this complaining, <laughs> this this absolute complaining, and by the way, I'm uh, at FAU uh, right now because uh, I'm about to get on a bus for a four-hour bus ride to Tampa so FAU can uh, go whip on that uh, USF bull ass tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Stone and uh, Theo are back in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. The complaining, an exhausting sports-related complaint. Oh, the clubhouse is a sacred space. Oh, the clubhouse is a sanctuary. I'm so tired of that. That's so exhausting. No. The, the media is allowed in a clubhouse a certain period of time. If you don't want things out there uh, that you're talking about with your boys, your pals in the clubhouse, wait until the cameras and the microphones leave. It's as simple as that, and every sport goes through it, and nobody else complains about it, quite like baseball and quite like the Atlanta Braves. What's an exhausting sports-related complaint? What is an exhausting sports-related complaint? 
that you are just tired of hearing. An exhausting sports-related complaint you're tired of hearing. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And again, if you hear anybody who works as part of a, 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 a franchise broadcast team giving anybody else advice on reporting or journalism, take that with a grain of salt because what they do in their everyday life uh, is not reporting or journalism because you say the wrong thing in the role that Alana Rizzo held and the Dodgers would be calling uh, the, the, the Spectrum Sportsnet immediately saying remove her. So trust yep. me, she yep. uh, she definitely was walking on eggshells and watching her footing. That's not journalism, okay? Uh, what's an exhausting sports-related complaint? 888-760-3776. What are you tired of, of hearing complaint-wise, Theo? The easiest one that comes to mind, it even came to mind after watching last night's Thursday night football game where the Chiefs uh, kind of played around with the Broncos a bit before closing them out. Like, I feel like it should be illegal. You should not have the right as a sports fan to say the game is scripted or the league is scripted when your team loses, right? Like, everybody hops on Twitter. Everybody hops on on X or whatever, on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and, and cries about the fact that they feel like all of these games are rigged or aligned in one way or purposefully made to propel guys like Patrick Mahomes or before him, Tom Brady. But they only have these takes following their team losing or following an outcome they didn't want to happen happen. If you really feel like it's rigged or you really feel like it's scripted, how about you just get aligned with the script? And, and, and start to predict these things the right way and feel good. Just because you're wrong about something that happens in sports, which is a 50-50 uh, proposition on most nights, it doesn't mean the league is scripted or the game is rigged. It just means that what you wanted to happen didn't happen. So stop crying on Twitter. And, yes, this is about all the Broncos fans who are mad because the one guy didn't tackle Patrick Mahomes and the same thing happened with the Lions guy. I don't know what's happening with these D-backs who come full speed at Patrick Mahomes and then at the last second decide to divert away and don't hit him. But now that has everybody feeling like the league is scripted to keep Patrick Mahomes safe and to help the Chiefs win when, in fact, we're just out here winning in the trenches, man. Stop not, hating. Not everything is a conspiracy theory. Not, not, sometimes you're just flat out bad, and the Denver Broncos are, uh, are, are flat out bad. What is an exhausting sports-related complaint? An exhausting sports-related complaint. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Travis messages in. Uh, if you didn't want it getting back to Bryce Harper, you probably never should have opened your mouth. Sounds like a sorry-ass excuse from a team that knew they were going to lose. Yeah. I, I think that as soon as... as, as all of this stuff went down in Game 3, and Bryce Harper went deep twice, and the Braves reverted to, our clubhouse is a sanctuary. This is unfair. Uh, this is our safe space. Then they, they lost. Meanwhile, Bryce Harper showing up last night with a suit coat that has the uh, Philadelphia skyline on the interior of it, on the lining of it, and he has a, a Philly Fanatic pocket square. And he's in the most, uh, the, the, the most loud way possible walking into the clubhouse before the game. There's just a different level between these two teams. I hope and the Phillies fun. were the better team. I hope the Phillies are having fun. I hope the D-backs are having fun. I hope the Rangers had their fun already because uh, we already know that those Astros are going to be putting it into all of this anyway. So uh, just give it some time. Uh, Bryce Harper looks good. 
Castanellos or how, is it? Am I saying that right? Castanellos? No, Castellanos. 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 He, he looks good out there. Back to back games, double home run. He's standing up the the sideline reporters and whatnot. But it's all fun and games, so you got to see them throw. Well, they got to get through the mighty Arizona Diamondbacks first to even uh, get to the yeah. uh, the Astros as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to social media at KLV one zero six three. Chris says a complaint I'm sick of something about attendance being bad in a certain basketball arena because the other fans don't see people seated on time like their city with little to do uh, and no traffic. <laughs> I think he's talking about the heat. I think that's, yeah, yeah. I think that's Kaseya. But this is the point I was making about when we were getting on Rays fans for, for leaving thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of seats empty and only drawing 19,000 to uh, the, uh, the, the opener of their short-lived wild card series against the Rangers. The difference is, like, heat fans show up late. I think there's a lot of reasons for that, including it's impossible to, uh, to get to Kaseya Center, especially on a weeknight. Like, it just is. Uh, I didn't make the traffic grid. Fans didn't make the traffic grid. It's not their fault Dade County is the uh, the most poorly put-together county in the United States. It's not their fault. Uh, then there's no appreciable public transportation other than Brightline uh, in South Florida. Um, but the Rays fans just flat-out didn't show up mm. like, at all. Mm. Like, did not show up at all. Oh, but it was in the afternoon. Uh, that's weird because I went to same start time, 2008 Rays playoff game. Uh, and I sat amongst 34,000 people at Tropicana Field. So what's changed in 15 years while you've been one of the most successful franchises in baseball? Like, I just, I I don't get it. Uh, 3ND says, I hate the complaints about no rings. It's the laziest take I know of. That goes to Sports Debate 101. It's just easy when you don't have ammunition to just focus on rings, right? Like, we've all been there, Theo. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, like, Sports Debates get heated, you got to pull some of your best cards early sometimes. And if some, if you're arguing for a guy that has no rings, then, yeah, that's going to get brought out. I don't think that's even a fair um, criticism to bring up of, like, oh, I don't like this because that's something that will never go away. Like, people are going to discuss championships if that's the ultimate goal of the sport. An exhausting sports-related complaint that you're sick of. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Oh, this brings this to mind, Theo. I'm sick of hearing, oh, the visitor's sideline at Hard Rock Stadium's too hot for the opponent. The mm. Dolphins have a home field advantage. Stop it. Stop it. Every team in the NFL tries to give itself a home field advantage. Enough already. Oh, it's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. The Bills complained about it so much that the NFL gave them a gift and put them down in South Florida in week 17. They went from week three to week 17 because they whined and complained. But, 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 uh, that's not where the Bills whining ends because now the Bills are whining about turf and grass. They've already whined about the heat. Uh, on the the Dolphins sideline, and Micah Hyde of the uh, the Bills was whining and complaining about the trip to London. This was him yesterday. "Quote: I'm so happy it's over. I'm cool with never doing that again." Mm. Talking about going to London to play. So the Bills just complain about everything. If if it's not ideal, seventy two degree conditions, uh, and it's not perfectly quaffed grass then the Bills, the Bills think that they're at a disadvantage. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you, you guys, I love that you have your own standards and you want to be able to 
How about y'all win something substantial first, like an AFC championship game? Like they, they complained, and football complained for them about the unfair overtime format, so right. much so that the very next year the NFL changed the rules so that the Bills may be able to be escorted into the Super Bowl. And what have they done in overtime since the NFL changed the rules in favor of them? Because I think, isn't Josh Allen still winless in overtime games? I believe so. Yeah. So, I believe so. Save it for somebody that cares. What is an exhausting sports-related complaint? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Stone's very optimistic. He's very, he's very um, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and always is a, a ray of sunshine. That's right. I was complaining about Steve Smith last night on the NFL Network saying that Later. he was too good to be having this back-and-forth with Jerry Judy, and it's a conflict of interest because he's getting a paycheck from the NFL, and he's making threats like he's going to advise GMs to not trade for Jerry Judy. A lot of people praised it, said, yeah, that's Steve Smith. What a badass. I thought it was a bad look on him. So I was uh, in our, our group text thread, myself, Theo Stone, saying, no, nah, that's not appropriate. That's not appropriate what Steve Smith did. And Stone flat out dropped a, it's got to be exhausting being you, right on my head. <laughs> just dropped that right on my head. Just stop me in my tracks. Just dagger to my liver right there. Uh, what, what, what is, what is the, the ultimate optimist complaint he can't? He, he, he's tired of hearing. All right. <clears throat> that Kirk Cousins sucks. That we need to move on from Kirk Cousins. That the Vikings need to move on from Kirk Cousins. I'll let Cousins. Theo take this. I don't understand. Right, just a little, just a little uh, roundtable talk here. Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league, right? Yeah, pretty good. It's because of Kirk Cousins. He hasn't played for another team. We don't know how good he is. It's because of Kirk Cousins. Well, it's because of Kirk Cousins. He's, a, he's, <laughs> he's the, no. he's the yeah. equivalent. Theo, I'll let you take it, man. He is the equivalent to what Devonte Adams was in Green Bay. And if you go and move a guy like Justin Jefferson, who knows? Maybe he has the same production that Devonte Adams does right now. Kirk Cousins is a damn good quarterback. First in touchdowns right now. First in touchdowns in the league. They're one and four. First in touchdowns. Third in yards overall. Third in yards overall. He's one of seven quarterbacks with a QBR above 100. Yes. Kirk Cousins is good at football. I don't know what little mole, what uh, setup this was to start pushing him out of uh, Minnesota. I don't know where the narrative started that he's not good enough. I don't understand any Kirk Cousins slander because I know – if you go around NFL GMs and staff meetings, like all of these guys are taking Kirk Cousins over their guy right now. I think when he hits the block, a team's going to pick him up the first week that he's there, and he's going to go on to be successful. Kirk Cousins is a good football player. He's a good quarterback. I don't understand any of this. The problem with Kirk Cousins comes – there's a ceiling, right? There's a there's a very hard ceiling. You look up, it's, it actually has popcorn. Uh, yeah, ceiling, it's a you know, popcorn ceiling. And you yeah, scrape yeah, yeah. it, and the popcorn stuff falls off to yeah, the ground. You gotta wet it first. You gotta wet it. You gotta, you gotta wet, wet it that popcorn. Sp- right, right, right. And, and if you want, <laughs> if you're a team that actually cares about winning football games, that ceiling is a little bit lower. When I'm talking about winning consequential football games, right, like, thir- games. like like thirteen of them, right. Oh, no, I'm talking about playoff games like at the end of the year last year when like it was winning, 3rd and 12 like and winning, he threw the ball four yards. Like winning 13 football games, right? In a 17-game season, Kirk, that kind of Kirk, winning games? Kirk Who are Cousins you, the Braves? Is Kirk Cousins stats. is the Braves of football. Kirk Cousins is good at getting stats. Other quarterbacks are good at elevating their team to wins in monumental moments. And, mm-hmm. and we've seen it time after time. There's a reason why we joke about Kirk Cousins being like a check-down king and a guy that just goes after st- – like, he'll make the right throws. He'll get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Unless will- it's fourth down at the end of a playoff game. Yeah, and in and, and those moments, he withers. 
time after time, and he's 34 years old. He's not owed any money next year. Why would the Vikings commit themselves to that dude when they can do a youth renaissance in a team that only needs a game manager slash a guy that can just get the ball to your best player can go after him we'll all, and then lose in the first round we, of the playoffs like the Vikings We did. would all take Justin Herbert right now over Kirk Cousins, yes. right? Oh, my. I mean, like, for, for what? What's yes. your reasoning? If your argument was that he can't win big games oh, and he has no playoff success, no, I absolutely set him yeah. up. And I pulled out my Sim 5 driver, my Callaway piece, Would and you, I sent you 300. <laughs> what are we he, doing here? If you're taking Justin, Justin Herbert, how's Herbert's any better in the regular season, too. They both they both have shown the wither in the playoffs, but I'm taking Herbert in the regular season. Who's better right now? How about you list off Herbert's stats? You're talking – they're not better than what I just listed off. He does, he's not even in the top five in touchdowns right now. He's not in the two or one in the yards when it comes to that right Stone's now. Stone's right because I looked at these wins. same numbers to make Tua's uh, MVP campaign and Brock Purdy's MVP uh, so campaign. So if you're taking Justin Herbert – over Kirk Cousins, are, I would wait. then ask you why. Like, why? He's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Says who and what does he have to what he do you have ability, to back that he up? He has more ability to create. He has a bigger arm. He has more willingness to push the ball down I the mean, field. I mean, Stone, what, it, did, what did Justin Herbert do in his one playoff appearance? Choked. He put he up vomited. four touchdowns in the first half and his defense let him down in, in the, the second, second half. half. They lost to the Jags. Yeah. After leading by 27. They lost to the Jags. So Justin Herbert put up four touchdowns in the first half, or I guess three touchdowns and two field goals in the first I, half. I mean, we can't go by playoff success, though, if we're going to talk about uh, why Justin Herbert's better than Kirk Cousins. Because so, so, Kirk Cousins has at least had fleeting playoff success. You're right that playoff success is not the barometer in which you would judge Justin Herbert and say, oh, he's successful. But it's this hypothetical one, ceiling we talk about. That's it's mythical. Not even a, it's not even a hypothetical ceiling. Like the Chargers' offense has looked good this year, and Justin Herbert's been without his superstar running back in Austin Eckler. He lost Mike Williams in Week Three, and he has he's darting the ball around a Keenan Allen. Think, he looks good. I think I think it's almost. I, I don't even know how to put this. I think it's like racist what we do with Kirk Cousins because he's a goofball what? because he's a dork because of what he wears it's like racist easy, it's like racist? easy to make racist, racist isn't isn't know, obviously the word that I'm looking prejudice for uh, yeah, but it's, the, it's this prejudice. you know it's he's the, got the stereotype of a dorky white guy I don't know how he could possibly have earned that yeah I, I mean it, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that but it's it's the he Coles. literally wore target clothes week two to the to the the Vikings game and then he's gonna go give the you fall th- collection and then he's gonna go give you 350 and three and they're not gonna win the game this year they're just not that team but I mean Kirk Cousins is good I don't how, understand the standard. how about this I I'm willing to meet you in the middle stone I I don't think he's I don't think he's he's uh, I, I don't think he stinks he's fine but yeah. he's also not like great can, is can, that, can we fine. live in that world? I, I, I absolutely can live in that world. That is not the world where we're talking about moving on from him in the middle of the season. If I'm, no, that, Where else are you going right now in the league? Who else are you going to get? Kyler Murray? No, Go ahead, bring that one in. You're, I think you're missing the mark. I don't think that the Vikings are moving on or people are talking about the Vikings moving on from Kirk Cousins because Kirk, Kirk Cousins sucks. I think it's because Kirk Cousins is slightly above mediocre and they're not going to win enough games to justify keeping Kirk Cousins when they can trade him off, get some draft assets, go younger, and try and build for the future. They're not winning this year. You know that. Like Building, I mean, you, you're just setting your franchise a, back getting rid of Kirk no, Cousins. No, you're not. Yeah, you're, you are. You're setting your franchise back if you commit to Kirk Cousins long term. Yeah, I agree with that. Theo. Who who are you going around the league and grabbing right now in, in, in a piss-poor field but of why, quarterback? Why this is the would, year. They have their first-round yeah. pick. This yeah. is the year. This is what you do. There's no I, reason to stick around. Even if you still believe in Kirk Cousins, there's no reason to stick with him because you clearly are out of a championship window. You just said, Stone, that this ain't this team this year, and you're right, so why not? 
use Kirk Cousins while he still has value. You think so highly of him, and maybe you could get a first-round pick for him and, and definitely a second-round pick for him. Right now, I, I hear you right now. If you go draft, I'm just going to hypothetically say Drake May. You automatically yeah. become the fourth-best team in the NFC North for, for years to come. For years to come, you're not as good as Green Bay anymore. You're not as good as Chicago, and you're not are as good you, as Detroit. Are if, you if, sure? you, if you have a 21-year-old behind center, but with Kirk, you can contend for the NFC no, North. You can't. Maybe not in 2023. I don't think so. I think the can. Lions. The Lions are they've they've crossed the finish line, and they are uh, starting to lap the they Vikings. They won now. 13 games last year. Yeah, but it was the flukiest. Some of those were weird. The Some of those were weird. They had a negative point differential. It was the flukiest 13 they needed one season of the greatest, in NFL season. Yeah, they needed NFL? one of the greatest catches of all time and a goal line fumble to beat the Bills. Like, I, I just, your Chiefs, I don't know. Your Chiefs are, are, are barely winning football games this year, and they look no, they're not. slappy. Yeah, and we barely lost one, and we've won a lot of them uh, very substantially. Let's uh, let's take a break. Jerk. Take some Lexapro, <laughs> even out. Uh, what's an exhausting sports-related complaint? What is an exhausting sports-related complaint that drives you insane? For me, it's, oh, the baseball clubhouse is a sacred space away from the man-eating media. Theo says, just because a team is bad doesn't mean that the league has things scripted. You just got to own that you're bad. We're talking to you, Denver Broncos fans. And Stone is sick of people complaining, saying, Kirk Cousins sucks. What's an exhausting sports-related complaint that drives you crazy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. We have some breaking NFL news on the other side. We'll take your calls. We'll get to your social media. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. The clubhouse is a sanctuary. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Travis Darno with that loser talk. Bye, Braves. The clubhouse is a sanctuary. Bye-bye. Have a good offseason again. And again, as you heard here, you heard it here first on ESPN 106.3. Me, Ken LaVica, I said it. I'll own it. The Philadelphia Phillies. They are the most refreshingly gay baseball team in the history of the sport. <laughs> that hair, the facial hair, big, beefy men hitting bombs, and then they go into the clubhouse, and then they sing in unison, dancing on my own. Gay icons in that Philadelphia Phillies clubhouse. Talk about a hot take. God, that is the biggest compliment I can give a baseball team. Brotherly love. Uh, damn right, in the best sense of the word. Uh, words. Uh, can we uh, can can we get a, a Baptist Health Injury Emporium, please, Stone? Hut! Green! Hut! Hut! Oh, no. There's a man down. And we might as well get our money's worth. Let's make this uh, breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Stone, is there one more piece of production we can play just to uh, to, to make it the holy trinity of, of, of production? value on this show. Just pick something out of it. Down goes Anderson! <laughs> Down goes Anderson! 
perfect. Well done. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting the Giants have ruled out Daniel Jones Sunday night against the Bills. So an already miserable game gets more miserable. Uh, it'll be Tyrod Taylor officially taking on his former team. It's a neck injury for Daniel Jones. Left tackle Andrew Thomas out as well. John Michael Schmitz center out as well. The Giants are really banged up. That's your Baptist Health Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic KRS office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Oh, uh, I fell asleep at a uh, second quarter uh, last night Didn't for a little bit. Much. One of those like half hour naps. You know how you just sort of pass out in bed. And I still I had a half glass of red wine still to go when I passed out in bed last night. What a waste. Um, and uh, did you finish it? I eventually finished it once I, I woke back up. What happened is my wife was watching uh, Bridgerton uh, on Netflix. That's that uh, uh, like time period show, Renaissance, uh, Castle Time, lots of, lots of sex, lots of stuff like that. British um, people, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's uh, who's that 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 woman? Uh, Shonda Rhimes. Shonda that, Rhimes. Yeah, yeah, Shonda Rhimes. It's her show. Oh. Netflix paid her millions of dollars to make uh, sex fueled shows, which I'm fine with. It's good. Um, but I remember that the the first season of Bridgerton came out, and people were like, "Oh my god, there's so much sex. That's all they do is have sex." And then I'm watching last night, and my wife is watching this new season, and I'm like, "Certainly, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna look up and see some sex." No, it's just a bunch of like talking and dialogue like, that show sucks uh, like why there's nothing interesting about it unless they're having sex what happened to the sex in bridgerton you're supposed to come for the sex and and stay for the oh i shouldn't have said it that way but yeah stay yeah, for right. the dialogue yeah i, I just I, I i'm like i thought this show was known for one thing how come there's so much talking and not so much sex like what a disappointment <laughs> Uh, just need to get that off my chest. Anyways, uh, what's an exhausting sports-related complaint? 888-760-3776 and social media at KLV1063. One that I keep hearing too, guys, is, oh, you need so many apps. You need so many apps to watch all these games. And I'm used to it at this point. Like, there was a time where I was annoyed by it, but ESPN app, Amazon Prime, uh, ESPN, whatever, all the all the different apps. Like you got them, you use them. Peacock, it's fine. It's really not that troublesome if you have everything signed up and ready to go. Yeah, but that's just because they've like bludgeoned you into it. So I know, like- I know. But what's more annoying to me is I have YouTube TV, and uh, through a disagreement with YouTube TV and Bally's, like I don't get. Uh, that that cable carrier, YouTube TV, doesn't allow me to watch Heat games or Marlins games unless yeah. I have MLB app uh, and NBA. We, so that's more annoying than NFL being on three different apps. We do need to do away with blackouts. Like I, um, I'm a yearly NBA League Pass subscriber, and on NBA League Pass, I love the viewing experience. I love to be able to jump from game to game and everything like that and do it on different devices, but... Uh, yeah, you can't watch any Miami Heat games, and you also can't watch any of the national televised games, which I get that part of it. But, like, I know I live in annoying. South Florida, yeah. but 
all over America, people complain about the blackouts. And at this point, it's a little outdated to be blacking out people from streaming their favorite team. Because all you're really doing is forcing them to watch, you know, streams that aren't so uh, so over the table, if you will. Uh, so. I, I tell you guys what. Um, Did you mean over, know- over the counter? No, I, I meant to say, I was going to say like under the table, like it's in like it's kind of uh, sketchy, it's dark. And so I said over the table is, is like a, you know, opposite of that. And it didn't really work out, didn't really hit. I was hoping that meant. Ken would transition out of there. We yeah, did. and I was trying, and then Stone, Stone came, came in and yeah. started beating you over the head with your <laughs> no, failure, and that's not very nice of him. Uh, I was just curious. I, no. I kind of liked it, but I know it, it's not normal. So. Yeah, what I, I, what I said was proper. It just didn't land, right? Like Yes. I, I meant what I said, and next time you mess up, Stone, I'm <laughs> jumping on your neck. So that's thank you for that. I can't uh, wait to pound those guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rudy uh, messages in, I'm sick of hearing people complaining about how everybody gets a participation trophy these days. It's been going on for decades. My first year playing youth football in the mid-80s, an 0-8 season, but I was so damn happy to get that trophy <laughs> with my teammates at the end. I'm into that. Enough with the participation trophy stuff. I was on some terrible Little League baseball teams. You know what ruled ass? Getting pizza and a little plastic trophy at the end of the year, and it didn't stunt me at all i mean look at me i turned out just fine yeah no i'm, I'm totally against participation trophies so you're gonna have to go to stone with this one i hate participation trophies i was so to- you guys didn't get trophies when you were a kid for just being a part of a league Listen, when you're like seven eight years my team old was what are we always doing good here? though so I, I never knew if it was a participation oh, trophy or Christ not I'm, my, my, I'm not even bragging i'm just saying my first year in pop warner the the coach of my team is Justin Simmons, and we thought we were going to be the bees. Who picked niece. off? Who picked off Patrick Mahomes last night? Most and, interceptions all time, and has Mahomes. the most interceptions all time. You're right against Pat Mahomes. Yes, he was my coach uh, along with his late father Victor. We went zero and ten that season, and it is still talked about, and it is where I think my pedigree came from: going zero and ten, being the laughing stock, having now eight nine kids on that team who went to play on. Division one football teams. That that's like where we go back and, and think about, it. and that's where we kind. Of, that was our launching off point. We didn't get a little trophy for being booty going over ten. No, we learned from it. Uh, Love that man. God, man, come on, you guys are ridiculous. Gotta feel uh, that feel that pain of, of of defeat, man. Kids, kids, failure is what makes you stronger, and it's okay to get a trophy for that failure as long as you <laughs> you you get better from it. We don't okay? endorse that at all. I don't. Yeah, uh, that's. That's Fine. a kin special. There's uh there is clearly only one dad in the mix here on this radio <laughs> show, and it's uh, it's this guy. Uh, let me tell you about uh, what makes sense to all three of us having a functioning AC unit, and that's where EDS comes in. EDS, EDSairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated, and let me tell you about their gold plan. They are going to send out uh, their fine, fine technicians. Make sure that throughout the year your AC unit's running fine, that that air is working, that the uh, the uh, the the AC is functioning at its full capacity. Your ducts are clear. The entire thing is the last thing you want. Hey, today, think about this. In in Miami Dade County, it's October thirteenth. They are under a heat advisory today. Not a Miami heat advisory, not basketball, but a heat advisory as in it's going to be feeling like 107 today on October 13th. What in the hell? That's why you need your AC working. EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. That's EDSairconditioning.com. When we return... 
Boy, is Russ going out sad. We got Steve Palatino, and we are uh, giving you a chance to win tickets. NASCAR Saturday at Homestead, Miami International Speedway. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, do you do you know what this music means? This is, uh, oh yeah, it's like square dance. NASCAR no. drive. There we go. There we go. Yeah. We are mere moments away from playing cars or NASCAR. Nice. That's what we call it, right, Stone? Um, to be okay. Hold on, I have it behind me. So we got. Uh, I think I've called it five different things. You over have the last three weeks. I love Cars, by the way. What a great movie! All of them. They 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 stand the test of time. Oh man, good old Lightning McQueen. That's right. What's the uh, Mater? The, the, the brown redneck. That's yeah, yeah, Mater. Yeah, a boy Mater. It's, it's Mater. 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 I said that. No, oh, I'm that saying Mater. it in his voice, man. Oh, okay. Wow, Mater. My name's Mater. <laughs> Holy, is that not it? No. Howdy, y'all. It's Miter. Okay. Um, is that not it? I'm about to listen to Miter. Don't blank. This is one of our favorite segments, and we can't even remember yeah. the name. Just like we said, email. cars cars or NASCAR. It's called Cars versus NASCAR Trivia. It is a quote from the movie Cars that Theo loves so dearly, or an actual real-life human NASCAR driver. We'll play that in just a second, give you a chance for a pair of grandstand tickets to the Saturday portion of the race weekend, October 20, 21, 22, Homestead Miami Speedway. First, let me tell you about I Think Financial. Join I Think Financial for free shred days this October, inviting you to securely discard personal and financial documents. Help those in need by donating non-perishable food items at each event. Enjoy refreshments and giveaways on select days this month at a branch near you. Each individual allowed up to 10 standard-sized banker's boxes of paper materials at a time for shredding. Certified document destruction shredding surface offered to I Think Financial Credit Union members through MicroShed, a non-affiliated third-party service provider for I Think Financial Credit Union. By participating in the free shredding service, you agree to hold the credit union harmless from all liability. I think FI.org. Check out your location. Free shred month this October at I Think Financial. All right. It is cars or NASCAR here on Lavica, Theo, and Stone. Right now, get in. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tap in. I will give you a quote. And you will tell me whether it's from the Pixar film Cars or from a NASCAR driver. And if you are the first to guess it correctly, you get a pair of grandstand tickets Saturday, October 21st, Saturday portion, Miami. It is Homestead Miami Speedway, 2.30 p.m. NASCAR playoffs returning to South Florida. NASCAR Cup Series 400 weekend. Stars of the NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series. Major championship implications on the line. One and a half mile oval. It is iconic at Miami Homestead International Speedway. Multi-groove racing, the most competitive kind this season. Practice qualifying Friday, October 20th. The doubleheader truck and Xfinity Series. That's what the tickets are for that we're playing for Saturday, October 21st. Kids 12 and under free, by the way, for that Saturday doubleheader. And then the NASCAR Cup Series playoff on Sunday, the 22nd. HomesteadMiamiSpeedway.com. Giving away two tickets to the Saturday doubleheader trucks and Xfinity Series. Grandstand tickets Saturday, October 21st to Miami Homestead International. Speedway. 
when you tap in and play cars or an NASCAR driver. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jump in and play your chance to win those Saturday tickets at Miami Homestead International Speedway on October 21st. He's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. It's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.